This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Saturday, May 1st, 2021. On this day in 1990, 24-year-old Greg Smart was murdered with a bullet to his head. Although it looked at first to be a botched home invasion and robbery, the investigation revealed he was slain by a group of high school boys, directed by Smart's 22-year-old wife, Pamela. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this case, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of pedophilia, statutory rape, and murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the controversial murder of Greg Smart, which his wife was sensationally convicted of masterminding with a teenage boy. Let's go back to Derry, New Hampshire on Tuesday, May 1st, 1990. It had been a foggy and wet day, and 23-year-old Pamela Smart was returning home to the condo at 4E Misty Morning Drive that she shared with her husband of less than a year, Greg. She'd been attending a late board meeting at the school where she worked as a media coordinator. But when she got home, something was off. Right away, Pamela noticed that her dog didn't run to greet her. And when she entered her home, Pamela was greeted with the horrific sight of her husband's corpse. Her screams echoed through the quiet condo as she discovered Greg's still body lying face down on the floor with a bullet in the back of his head. She shrieked and yelled for help as she ran to neighbors' doors, frantically knocking. Her husband had been mercilessly killed and she needed the police. When the authorities arrived, they processed what looked like a botched robbery attempt. Greg must have come home and surprised the burglar, Some of Pamela's jewelry had been taken, but not all of it. Luckily, she happened to be wearing all of her favorite rings that day. Additionally, some stereo components had been stacked by the door, as if a burglar was going to carry them off, but hadn't. But if the killer was in a hurry to leave, they at least were kind enough to lock the smarts dog in the basement, safe from any harm. Other than the cop's theory of a bungled robbery, there were no other leads in the case for six weeks until the father of a local high school student surrendered a 38 caliber revolver to police. He said that a friend of his son's, Ralph Welch, claimed the gun might have been involved in Greg's murder. Ballistics tests confirmed it was true, and Welch was brought in for questioning. He shared that he had heard two other teens, Vance Latamy Jr. and Patrick Pete Randall, talking about killing Greg with fellow students Raymond Fowler and Billy Flynn. Randall and Flynn had reportedly broken into the couple's condo, setting the stage to appear like a burglary. 
they locked the smarts dog in the basement, once they had Greg in their clutches, Randall held him down and Flynn used the gun to shoot him in the head. Adding intrigue to the story, Welsh shockingly claimed that Greg's widow, Pamela, had promised each of the boys $500 once she'd collected her husband's life insurance policy. She reportedly also gave Flynn $30 to purchase the bullets. Further investigation led to Pamela's intern and a student at the school where she worked, Cecilia Pierce. What Pierce had to share pieced the tale together. According to Pierce, Pamela liked to spend time with high school students. Apparently, these relationships were more than social. In the case of 16-year-old Billy Flynn, it was physical. And Pamela Smart wasn't afraid to use that to get what she wanted. Up next, we'll hear how Pamela reportedly leveraged her sex appeal to get her teen lover to kill for her. Hi, it's Carter from ParCast, and I'm hosting the new limited series, Hollywood Scandals. We all know that Tinseltown is the land of glitz and glamour, but look closer past the allure of bright lights and red carpets. There, you'll find a more disturbing tale, one filled with tragedies and transgressions so damaging they've turned hopes and dreams into high-profile nightmares. Every Monday on this Spotify original, discover the real-life dramas of some of entertainment's biggest names. From the mysterious drowning of Natalie Wood and the murder trials of comedian Fatty Arbuckle to the star clients of Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss. Each episode of Hollywood Scandals has been curated from shows across the ParCast network, covering over a century's worth of controversies, from the silent era into the digital age. Fame and fortune may be fleeting, but scandals, they stand the test of time. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Hollywood Scandals. Listen free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On May 1st, 1990, a group of teenage boys broke into the condo of Greg and Pamela Smart. 16-year-old Billy Flynn was the trigger man, putting a bullet in the back of Greg's head. As the investigation into the crime deepened, the boys and other associates of Pamela Smart implicated her in her husband's murder. Pamela's intern, Cecilia Pierce, alleged that 22-year-old Pamela was in a sexual relationship with Billy Flynn. According to Cecilia Pierce, it was well known that Billy had a crush on Pamela. But although Pamela liked Billy, she knew it would be wrong to take any action. 
However, when her husband Greg revealed that he'd cheated on her, that led to Pamela feeling justified in developing stronger feelings for Flynn and acting on them. She first preyed on Flynn on February 5, 1990. Pamela took advantage of his crush on her by kissing him while they listened to Motley Crue in Flynn's bedroom. Then, on March 24th, after watching the infamous film Nine and a Half Weeks together, Pamela allegedly imitated the striptease scene for her teen victim. That was followed by the couple enacting scenes from the racy film, which was Flynn's first sexual experience. It was after this intense night that Pamela told him that they couldn't be together. If she divorced Greg, she'd be left without a home or any money or even her beloved dog. She told the boy that the only way they could be together without her losing everything was if they killed her husband. Details about this nefarious plot came to light when police convinced Cecilia Pierce to wear a wire while talking to Pamela about the case. They were shocked by what they recorded. They heard their suspect telling Pierce that she should lie to the cops and say Pamela wasn't involved in the murder. She threatened Pierce with being treated as an accessory if she admitted she'd known. When confronted with that evidence, Pamela claimed she'd only been pretending to be guilty to find out what Pierce might have known about the crime. That story didn't hold weight for long, though, as Flynn also opened up to the authorities and claimed that Pamela had coerced him to kill Greg. The boy claimed Pamela talked about it almost daily and had Flynn convinced that Greg abused her. Eventually, all the boys involved in the murder confessed and implicated Pamela. Pamela actually admitted to the liaison with Flynn, but said it was an ill-advised, short relationship that she knew would never work. She said that while she did have feelings for the student, she still loved Greg and had nothing to do with his death. Pamela went on trial on March 4, 1991. On the stand, one of the boys involved in the murder, Pete Randall, explained that Pamela had instructed them to enter through the back of the condo and that they could take whatever they wanted after killing Greg, but not to hurt her dog. Pamela reportedly instructed the assassins to use a gun rather than a knife to minimize gore and spatter. She didn't want her white leather furniture ruined in the attack. It was details such as these and Pamela's so-called icy demeanor during the trial that turned many opinions against her. After 13 hours of deliberation, Pamela was convicted of witness tampering, conspiracy to commit murder, and being an accomplice to first-degree murder. She was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole, which she is serving at Bedford Hills Correctional Facility in New York State. The teens were also all found guilty, but sentenced to relatively short sentences for cooperating and testifying against Pamela. They have all served their time and been paroled, while Pamela, who wasn't even at the scene of the crime, is still behind bars. Her trial was the first to be fully broadcast on television, bumping daytime soap operas and even commercials. The case was rehashed in tabloids, true crime books, a TV movie, and eventually the Hollywood film To Die For, starring Nicole Kidman. 
Pamela maintains her innocence to this day. She told 2020, I've been portrayed as an ice princess, a black widow, a killer, and none of those things could be further from the truth. She's also always attested that she did genuinely love Flynn and never stopped loving him. In 2016, she shared some of her thoughts with New Hampshire magazine. She said, of course I feel responsible in many ways for Greg's death. I know that if I had not chosen to involve myself with Bill, Greg would still be alive. I carry that in my heart and mind every day. Although I never asked or wanted anyone to kill Greg, my poor choices still ended in his death. That is the biggest grief I carry daily. Smart remains incarcerated at Bedford Hills and is now 53 years old. She's filed many appeals in her case and lost and exhausted them all. But she's not alone in proclaiming her innocence. There's a website dedicated to advocating for her release, which urges fans to tweet using hashtag FreePamSmart. At one point, she received so much fan mail and letters of support that her mother had to remove them from the prison. There were so many, they were apparently deemed to be a fire hazard. This attention shows that even almost 30 years after Pamela Smart first hit the headlines, she remains in the public consciousness. And if the mountain of fan mail is any indication, she won't be leaving it anytime soon. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more on Pamela Smart, check out the Spotify original from Parcast, Crimes of Passion. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Christine Colby, with writing assistance by Tara Wells and Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hey there, Carter again. Before you go, remember to check out my new podcast limited series, Hollywood Scandals. In anticipation of the Oscars, we're unearthing some of the most sordid controversies in showbiz history. Tune in every Monday. Follow Hollywood Scandals free only on Spotify.